You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlinson and I'm joined from a bedroom somewhere in the Midlands, Matt Kendrick. Matt, are you well? I am well. It's been a bit of a battle to get home. Crikey, I forgot what it was like, match day traffic, but uh, I made it back to the uh, the spare room at my in-laws. I've, I've had to uh, move away from my father-in-law's 70th birthday party. Um, Some so commitment here I am. to the podcast, that. Say again? Some commitment to the podcast, that is. I'm telling you, you've got a special catering as well, making these these really, really nice burgers and hot dogs. So this is going to be a quick podcast today, I can assure it is, you. yeah. Yeah, I'm fresh faced. Just ran back from the train station, pretty much. It's absolutely boiling hot. There's no hair or makeup on this podcast, so excuse my big sweaty head. Um, as Definitely always, no hair. all right, leave off. Uh, as always, we do a quick ten to fifteen minute, twenty minute post match reaction on a match day night. Uh, and James and Ash will be doing the podcast this week on Monday, and we can let them go in depth and analyze it properly because we're just going to talk about the emotion of the day as much as anything that that our instant thoughts and i don't expect us to go too deep i've not seen any replays of anything yet um not watched much of the day or anything obviously it's only seven o'clock on saturday night so i'll come to you first matt summarize in 60 90 seconds how you've enjoyed the day and, and what you've seen on the pitch from villa today yeah it was uh it was just lovely lovely to be back uh can i just quickly give two shout outs the thing about not being in the stadium for 18 months we've got some we've got some fans now dan i'll oh, we'll come to that two- in a bit I bumped into two people, so a shout out to Mark from somewhere near Rugeley, who used to sit in the posh seats, but is now back among, amongst the great unwashed. And a shout out to Lee. Is it Lee? I think it was Lee. Let me just check my notes, mate. Let me... well, why, why you say that? My sister told me a story of someone that she she works with. Her dad listens to the podcast, so I'm, I'm hope he's listening to this. But I think his name was Dwayne, and he listens in the bath. So, I mean, whatever floats your boat, boat Dwayne. Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, and just on the subject of having fans, um, at us being fan, having fans of the podcast uh, my dad's kappa badge is coming off his shirt and he was showing the guy who sits behind us and he was like oh take your lad into the club shop he's, he's a celebrity now go in and say don't you know who I am get this changed I was like oh, God. we've been back in five minutes leave me alone uh, but Imagine yeah lovely that people have been watching the podcast during lockdown yes there's a guy called Ben who he transpires sits a couple of seats away from me uh, and Sadly, Ben missed the goal because of the miss the uh, Danny Ings goal. Gonna, I was going to ask if you did that. Did you go for a pie and miss the goal? No, no. I um I saw the goal, but my, my new mate Ben was having having a wee, so we missed it. Uh, so I was able to gloat about that. Um, but yeah, so in terms of the match and the atmosphere, it was just I thought it was a bit of a bit of a slow burner in terms of the mm. performance and in terms of the Villa Park atmosphere. If I'm being honest, uh, I think probably the goal. The goal woke up the players and, really? and the atmosphere as well. I thought I thought it got going eventually. Um I thought it was a little bit I don't know, am I, am I expecting and demanding too much? I, I thought I second was, half when go on. Oh no, I, I thought from the off it was good. I was in there from about half two ish and there was chance that obviously before the players come out and stuff and getting a big reception for the warm up when they instantly came out. That was one of the loudest I've heard Villa Park and might be a bit of recency bias here and I don't don't even fully remember the last time I was there what it was what it was properly like. It's been so long. But it felt like one of the loudest to begin with. And then the first few minutes, I yeah, it died down a little bit because of the game. It's not like we scored an early goal or anything, so it did die down a, a touch, but I thought it was good pretty much all the way through and and, and from two and it onwards at the end it was back to back to how it started. Oh, expectations are too high. 
Yeah, I think my expectations probably are too high. I thought, like you say, when the player, the team walked out, uh, I thought it was magnificent again. That was the real moment where we knew we were back. I thought in the first mm. half it was just a bit bit slow going. Um, but by the end, it was brilliant. It was party atmosphere again. Um, I think this, the encouraging thing from my point of view today was I thought that we, we beat Newcastle, I say comfortably, I'm probably being a bit selective there because if Callum Wilson yeah. you know, sticks, sticks that away in the first five minutes or whatever it was, and then if that ri- ridiculous penalty decision, not ridiculous penalty, I, I, mean, I thought it was, it was, a, it was a, a nailed on penalty, wasn't it? Uh, but for VAR to come come and help come and help us out twice like that so spectacularly, we're, there's going to be a massive sting in the towel with VAR yeah. for us in, in the next few weeks. Um, so, but I did I did quite like the the VAR, my lord chanting i thought yeah. that was uh that, that was that amused me greatly and i was uh joining in that um so yeah it was it was it's just you know you, you know what what pleased me about it how normal it all was yeah it was just it sounds cliche but it was as if we'd never been away it was you know i know we, we everybody's supposed to be being careful still you know so we can finally you know get through the other side of this, this horrible disease but it there wasn't any kind of weirdness to me about being back amongst a crowd mm. of that size. It just felt right and it yeah. felt natural. Um, as, as, as it was first being talked about fans going back, I thought, I can't imagine not 40,000 people being sat in the same place anymore after what we went through of, of not seeing another human being for, for so long. So I thought it would be weird, but yeah, it almost felt like this like, weird time capsule being back that I, I've looked around and, I mean, not everyone will have this because sadly some people will have passed away in the last 18 months, but everyone that sat around me in February of 2020, was still there, but doing exactly the same. They all looked exactly the same. It was like I'd been frozen in a in a coma for for two years and let back out and just went to Villa Park and everyone else was there from the, from the previous game. So, yeah, it felt normal. The routine was nice to go back, hearing the chants and everything, and obviously seeing, seeing a win as well. I tweeted it on the way out after I finally got some phone reception. That's still as bad as it was back in the day as well. So nothing's changed there. I thought, oh, that was bloody good, wasn't it? And someone put, well, I won't call it good. The performance was okay. And it's like, oh, forget the performance for now. Let's just bask in the a win, being back in 40,000 at Villa Park and we've won. That's what's good. We'll analyse the performance at a later date. Talking about the people around you, do you actually know the names of the people? Who sit? I know you, you probably know the names of your dad and your granddad. Do you know the names of the people who sit around you? No, I don't. It's always that guy behind us or that guy with the bald head. or Everyone's got their own nicknames for everyone around them. Someone's probably got a nickname for me, which is probably all sorts of names for me floating about out there and likewise yourself. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know any of the names. It's one of those weird things that you never seem to ask. I've sat by some of these guys yeah, for likewise, 10 years I don't know, and I don't know what the names are. I don't know whether I should make a more, you know, in this new world, whether I should make a more conscious effort to get to get to know my neighbours, really. Yeah. Uh, and maybe all I do is just kind of, you know, they know me because I shuffle off past them, you know, several times to go for a week um, <laughs> during the game. But um, in terms of what what was your, I suppose it's obvious, you know, what, what was your moment? It was obviously the opening goal for, for me. Um, where do you sit, Dan? I should know this. Uh, lower Trinity. I'm C6, I think. So like, if I'm looking out at the pitch, I've got Dean Smith like on my right hand side, bottom right of me, North Stand to my left, whole end to the right, kind of bang on the halfway line, pretty much. So do you sit kind of just to the right of the press box then? Uh, yeah. If you're looking out at the pitch, I'm right at the press box. Yeah. So I'm up, like, I'm up top tier of Trinity, right behind 
the way the press box is kind of so I can, I, if if there, if there isn't forty thousand there, obviously you could you could hear Smith and Co shouting their instructions. But even in the odd the odd bit when the crowd dies down a bit, you hear the odd odd thing from the coach and stuff. So Dean Smith absolutely battering Wesley to move about in his warm up mall was one that springs to mind straight away, shouting, "Get a bloody move on Wesley!" as he as he ran off uh, to go and warm up. And Austin McPhee was one of my kind of things noted from the down. I think Astra's like a, a moments missed kind of piece after yeah. a match day. He's very animated on the touchline. Every throwing set piece. Can you hear, can you hear East Happy Station. Birthday being sang? I can, yeah. You're missing out on festivities here, aren't you? Ta- <laughs> Happy birthday to Anyway, you don't get this on any other podcast here. Let's just say that. Um, a big, um, a big shout out to my father-in-law, by the way, uh, <laughs> Peter Wilkinson, who is seventy today. Uh, Many happy that's returns. What can, that's what you can hear in the background. He's just at his navy post, so hopefully they won't be giving him the bumps downstairs. Otherwise, you'll be hearing <laughs> sirens and all kind of things. Uh, God, we're so professional here, aren't we? Can, uh, can you? Can you still hear all that nonsense in the background, or can you? Nah, it's can fine. You we can hear you. It's fine. It's fine. Austin McPhee, discuss. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought, you you know, obviously we're talking about the um, the lack of John Terry and Richard O'Kelly and that coaching setup seems fine. I think there still probably will be another addition from, from reports, but they're all involved and, and like, I said, like I was saying, every throw-in or, or free kick or corner, he's straight up there, he's demanding things. You know, straight away that the right winger and the left winger, I think it was, was, was always left up from a corner. So Buendia is right on the halfway line. Um, Philogene Badalis then replaced him, was doing exactly the same. And it's, it's minor things, but that seems to make a difference. And Matty Cash's long throwing comes out and, and sets up the goal effectively. So, you know, big round of applause to the set piece coach. And we'll all look at that and go, yeah, that seems to be working then. You don't see enough long haired coaches like, do you remember? I bet you don't remember Hanson, do you? Do you remember the boy band Hanson? No. Mm, bop, bop, bop. Mm. Do you know, I know the song? Yeah, I know the song. Google it. Uh, he looks like one of them. Um, that's. You're right. I mean, I can't recall Villa ever. I can't. Have Villa scored from a long throw before? No idea. Have ever, has, did Matty Cash have a long throw before? Before this is the thing I've, I've I've not seen. Like I know we said before the uh, before the start of the season that like it's it'll be special to see. You know, we're talking about Ings and Brendier. It'll be special to see Cash in person and Martinez and, and these these new players from last year. But we watched on telly last year, and I don't remember a long Matty, Matty Cash throw last year. But then Dean Smith said something today, like, "Oh yeah, we utilise Cash's long throw from time to time." It's like, is he just learnt this? Like, is this a new thing? But it's worked, and Mings gets the flick on. Mings assists Ings. Uh, what a goal as well! Great finish. It was brilliant. It was, and where we sit, we were slap bang in yeah. line with it. It was so so sweetly struck. Uh, I think I tweeted this earlier. Big, uh, big shout out to that towel that Matty Cash was. Mind you, I think he was drawing a ball with a wet towel. Um, which, how you achieve that, I don't know. But um, I mean, I, there's lots of football purists who don't like direct football. But uh, I thought to go on, you know, to beat Bruce in a way by, by taking the lead that way with a very direct route one. It, mind you. To me, it can still be beautiful. It was a direct goal, but it was still, a, a, you know, a, a really aesthetically pleasing finish. So, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, I just, I just loved it. I just loved it. 
Um, celebrating a goal in person as well. I've, I've said to you before on this that I've not celebrated goals like I would in a stadium, sat watching it at home, especially in front of a laptop working most of the time. To celebrate a goal in person, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just the, the, the occasion of being there today and, and obviously the win makes it all the more sweeter. I don't think I'd be half as buoyant if it was a, a one a one all draw we, or we'd lost there, obviously. But combine the win with celebrating goals and seeing new players is just a lovely day out. Yeah, good exercise as well. I know you know you were puffing and panting getting back from the train station in time. <laughs> I forgot how many flights of stairs there were to the top of the Trinity. Yeah. God, I was I was gasping and wheezing by the time I got to the top of it. Uh, one criticism, I did ask for a steak pie inside the stadium and I got a chicken mushroom pie. Oh, I was just not honest, I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have ate, I should have had four fifths of it and then took it back, um, but I ate it and just gave like a good boy. Um, yeah, well, considering what, it was the first game back, I bought a program as well. Not bought a program for years, but I thought I might as well buy a program just to. I, I felt like a tourist. I was back at football. I got my half and half scarf. I've got my program. Uh, I just thought you I haven't got your half and half scarf. Have you? you no, I haven't got half and half scarf. Uh, well, well clarified. No half and half scarf. I thought. Just because we're the first one, first game back, I don't think I'll buy them every week. But yeah, got the programme. Looks pretty nice. And the goal scorer on the front. So happy days. I wanted to ask you about the team lineup, And this is always like a retro- retrospective thing because there's always a meltdown at two o'clock every week. Don't often buy into that because you could look at the time up, the lineup and think, Christ, don't fancy that. And they win. So I, you know, I don't read too much into that. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, decent, yeah. Happy to eat that. Lovely stuff. And then I noticed that Leon Bailey wasn't even on the bench. I was thinking... Mm. Where's that come from? Um, but ultimately, that job gets uh, that side gets the job done. We look far more balanced with three in midfield. Ramsey is the the, the weakest of the, the midfield as the youngster, and you think, oh, he could be replaced, and he plays out of his skin effectively and, and looks really comfortable. El Ghazi, and many probably wouldn't have started. Yeah, it's, it's only a penalty, but he's still got to score it and slots that away beautifully. And no Watkins, and then steps up with a, another goal, two and two for him, and we win the game, and everyone's happy. Ashley Young takes Matt Target's place, who was player of the year last year, and he didn't put a foot wrong and, and looks fitter than ever. So all round, at two o'clock, you might be thinking, I'm not sure about that team. Come five o'clock, you're thinking, how does Matt Target get back in this side? Yeah, I think I think it's like, I don't think it was vintage Villa. I think we could, no, have, we could, play, could have played a lot better. We, we had enough to beat what was what was in front of us. I thought the midfield three again. I'll face bigger challenges than that this season, but I thought the midfield three were really, really good. I thought Ramsey really grew into the game. I know he, he'd have had a couple of. Was it? Did he make his debut in the Albion playoff? I don't think it was one of the Albion games. I think so. He, he, he would have played in a big crowd before, but perhaps not quite with the intensity and for for, for the whole the whole ninety minutes um, as he did today. And I thought he really thrived on it. I thought sometimes. Probably played within himself a little bit, you know, when he, he was the one who was kind of leading a counter or leading a break. He kind of checked back a couple of times. He wanted, you know, he wanted to make the most of it. But I thought he looked good in there. I thought, um, I thought Louise did a good job of, of, of providing cover for when Ashley Young went marauded forward, and and, and mm-hmm. Louise needed to come back and, and try and keep tabs on on some maximum. Um, and I thought McGinn, and I, I'm probably putting a very brave face, whatever coating on this, but I think Grealish going, and we've done well. We, listen, we've got 15 minutes in, we don't say the G word. <laughs> Grealish going means that all those players in there who previously have been, at, their main job has been win the ball, give it to Jack Grealish. They've got to do a little bit more with it now, and they can yeah. they can 
they can take more responsibility and they can express themselves a little bit more. And I thought McGinn, I thought McGinn was 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 very good in that sense yeah. as well, playing a little bit further forward um, for most of the game. Um, it's funny you mentioned mentioned El Ghazi because I was like one of the the miserable kind of moaners, not not loud, you know, only to me, my son and his mate about. Oh, you know, are Villa really kicking on if El Ghazi's in the starting lineup? You know, are we are we really, really progressing? And just when I was having a moan about it, did you see it when so we played a big a big um, diagonal, I think, and it looked like it was flying out of play, yeah. and he somehow did an acrobatic <laughs> manoeuvre to, to yeah, keep it in, you know, to keep the ball alive. Did that, and I was like, well done. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he obviously took the. I mean, I thought I. Thought Ings would be on pen. Yeah, me too. On penalty duties, just because strikers want want as many opportunities as they can to score goals. But he doesn't let us down much, does he? El Ghazi, in terms of from the penalty spot, you know, he's got a pretty yeah. pretty good record. And thought he buried the penalty, um, and I thought it was just going to be a little canter to the to full time then. And then, you know, lo and behold, Martinez probably felt a bit bored, had a rush of blood <laughs> to the head. And, come steaming out and it was it's a stonewall penalty and you think well what 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 are VAR actually checking here because well, you know from, from the time quite low down I was thinking it's hard you can't, you can't even see the lines on the pitch from on yeah. like row six or whatever it is I'm giving away my seat position here I'll be sworn next game <laughs> I'm joking no one cares but you can't see so I'm thinking oh maybe it's on the edge and they, they don't quite know whether it's in the box yeah. or not because it's obviously a definite a definite penalty I was surprised he wasn't even sent off to be honest I'm not yeah. seeing it back but he's come flying out obvious penalty so my first thinking is it might be right on the edge so they're checking whether it's inside or out I've seen a screenshot of the offside with the, the lines. Obviously, when they're doing the VAR in the stadium, you know they're doing it because the ref's taking an age and then it finally comes up, VAR check, possible penalty, possible handball. But they don't show it while they're going through it. Once they've made the decision, they showed it on screen so you could see it from afar. Yeah. And I've seen a screenshot on Twitter and it, it looks very tight to me. Like I think we've we've certainly got away with one there. And if it, this was the other way around, I'd be looking at that going, we've been very, very unlucky not to be given that penalty there. But yeah, I mean, I've not. I've not in our favour, so I don't really care. Uh, this is why this is a biased podcast. I've not heard of any of uh, Steve Bruce's post match, but I could just—it's scripted oh, for him, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Can you imagine him clutching, clutching at somebody? He said something like, "I thought we weren't looking at narrow lines this season, and he, he's offside by a toe and all this." So he's going to use that to his advantage. Let's face it, Newcastle weren't good enough to win that game. That's why they didn't win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, Mar- Martinez. I don't think he, if they'd have sent him off, that have only really been able to send him off for violent contact because I don't yeah. think send him off for, for denying a goal scoring opportunity because the ball was was already out of play. Uh, Does, do you know whether uh, obviously we were both there, so I'd, I'd, I missed it if it did happen. What happens to his yellow card? Does it still get know, given, you know. or does it? Is it because it anything that happens after that foul for the penalty that isn't what then was given? The wasn't the precedent with with Pickford and? And Van Dijk last season. I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, it makes sense that they rescind it, but part of me just feels like they're classic kind of some like, yeah. oh, you know, off the pitch instant as if he, you know, as if something happens down the tunnel, it's after the game, you can still be booked. So I'd imagine that can, the other be, that, that can be for the um, analytical follow up podcast. With, yeah, with we'll get them and Ashley Priest on Monday. They can they can deal with all the you know all the hate actual actual talk. Yeah, um, and yeah. the one thing I did want to ask about. Because he's seen, I've had a quick scan on social media while I was on the on the train. So this is why this podcast is a lot more kind of flimsy than the one we do on on, uh, on Monday. Because I've I've not looked into you know what people have been saying and other opinions and replies and stuff. Buendia seems to have divided opinion. 
I thought he was pretty good. And then I've scrolled to Twitter and people are saying he still looks unfit and I'm not sure about him for, for the next game. But he comes off to a standing ovation and I thought, yeah, fair enough, <laughs> d- did a job. I thought he was. I thought he he was very very busy. I thought yeah. he did got through a lot of hard work. He, listen, there's a lot of Villa fans on here who will know more about him and would have watched him more at Norwich than me. He played a lot deeper than I thought. I thought you know he, he I thought he'd be playing closer up to to wings. So I, I thought. Listen to me. It's he's a magician. It's it's the magic in his, in his feet. I don't think he put. He looks like he lacks pace now. Whether whether that's always the case or whether, like you say, people who are moaning saying he's lacking fitness, maybe that is the case. But I thought it was a pretty good, pretty decent debut. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's Pete Buendia and that's the best he can be. I think he can be. A, I think he'll be a little, a special little player once he gets you know fully up to speed. He's played one game at, at number ten and one game at right, right wing, so that's two different, um, two different roles for him in two games at a new club. I'm not. I'm not saying that's you know Pete Buendia, but certainly wasn't poor enough to make me think that he doesn't start start again next week if he's fit and re- ready to go. He looked far more comfortable out on the right side than he did at number ten. Like you said, he was busy. Got got to second balls, one tackles. I think some of the Nor- Norwich guys were saying that he's not a defensive forward, but he he'll win tackles and, and press higher and be and be um, dangerous in that aspect. So I thought he was he was fine. But then everyone's opinion is different, and that's what makes football football. I guess that's why forty two thousand back in Villa Park. Some people boo, some people cheer, and we all see things differently. Yeah, there was a it's only one moment, but there was a lovely little uh, lovely little back heel. I think he did to Matty Cash. Well, there's. He scared me in the first half because he tried to do a step over in his own box before mm. he cleared the ball. Uh, yeah. But, listen, I, I think that my my first kind of impression of how Villa played as a team today was it looks like a new team yeah. to me. I, I, I think there were there were times when um, when Ashley Young and Al Ghazi didn't quite didn't quite weren't on the same wavelength and, and, and that kind of thing. But I was encouraged. I, I would, and hopefully, I don't know what the prognosis is on on Watkins and whether Bailey's going to be, be involved next week. Uh, I wouldn't have any qualms about starting with the same team again, to be mm. honest. Um, like I said, probably I'm, I'm a harsh critic of El Ghazi. I probably would want, want to see a little bit more from him. Um, but I thought... I thought I, I, it's been so long coming, and you know, there's probably Villa fans who are, who are tougher on the team than us and who, who demand higher standards of them. I think to, to go back in there with two or three big players missing, um, I say big players. We we don't we don't know yet what what Leon Bailey's going to be. Potentially um, big players, yeah, potentially big players missing, and to yeah, there were a couple of scares in there, but nothing, you know. As soon as Danny Ings put us one nil up, up, I thought probably one nil would be enough to, to win the match. Mm. To be honest, so to to achieve a routine win uh, after the horrible, you know, flat performance of last week, I'm I'm, I'm pretty encouraged. To be honest, I can't wait to get back in there. Actually, yeah, I think I was joking with you. I'd probably probably be, been easier to stay there, given how long it took me to get off Tesco <laughs> car park. Um, but. Yeah, it was oh. brilliant. That's my only thing. My only gripe is chicken and mushroom pie instead of steak pie, <laughs> and it took me absolutely ages to get to get off the, the car park. So I might have to go on the train. 
Yeah, I was thinking the train as well. Um, just I will let you go in a sec. I know you wanted to be done by half past, and this is delving into longer than we thought. Jake said he was he, Wendy was good, but completely ran out of steam after sixty five. And I think we'll probably see a little bit of that for the next probably five or six games. While Villa are still gelling as a new side, players are coming and going. You still yet to see Bailey play from the start. Watkins hasn't featured this season. Who know, who knows whether when he whether he's back next week or not? Douglas Louise has played non-stop football for however long and he's back in today and he looked he looked right to be fair nothing nothing major nothing special from him really but helps us play midfield three so that that keeps Villa ticking um Matt Target has got a fight for his place now which we wanted competition in the side so that that's all good it's a clean sheet for Martinez and you know people are saying oh it's only Newcastle but it was only Watford last week do you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. every game is a single ninety-minute period where you, if you win, you win, you move on, and that's it. I'm not going to read too much into it. Next week it'll be it'll be only Brentford if we beat them, won't it? And if we lose, it'll be a meltdown. But it's only Brentford. It's one game. You do your best. You hopefully win, and you move on. I think it will be a bit of time before we see that the proper Villa. But I think there's some encouraging signs, and it's a, a seven-day wait till we're back at Villa Park instead of five hundred odd. So that's the biggest win for me. Yeah, he was good to see. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Bedace? Uh, um, Jim Bedace, I think. Good. To, I mean, I don't think he had much much involvement, but it was good to see see him get on the pitch. And I suppose it's things like that. If we are carrying injury with Leon Bailey and Troyore and Watkins, at least it gives gives Dean Smith a chance to 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 look at look at some more of the kids. Yeah. Um, it's been. <laughs> I was just thinking, I don't know whether I should say this, considering I started, I went drinking last night with my mates and I started today by falling off the toilet um, <laughs> and scraping my back off the toilet wall, um, considering how ropey the day started, I'm pretty delighted with a 2-0 win and to still be, um, and to, to get home and still be standing. Because I was like, mate, I was right, I'm 43 years old and now I look a lot younger. I'm 43 years old, and I was in a right old state. Um, so I'm in the doghouse at the moment with with Mrs. Kendrick. So Ooh. the fact that um, the fact that Villa have won at least some, you know, at least I've got something going for me. One last thing: Did you stay till the very end when all the players were clapping the crowd and everything, or did you leave when yeah, yeah. went? Stay to the end. Did you see the, the little, that, that little kid? Little kid. On. <laughs> where did he? Where, where was he from? I don't know. It was just a kid out of the crowd. My first thought when you first see it, it was like, oh, it's one of the, the, the players' kids. And I was thinking, what am I talking about? It's the first home game of the season. Like, There's no way that one of the players' kids is down there. Like, Part of me is like, how does that happen? How is that allowed? But he's just strolling around, clapping the fans and everything. All the players are looking at him, like, you know, giving him high fives or whatever. And then some uh, steward runs on to like grab him and pull him off. Not like heavy-handed or anything. He's only like seven or eight years old or something. Tyrings has gone over to him and said, like, oh, it's all right. And like walked him back to the, the crowd and he jumped back into the Trinity, I think. What a lovely moment. I can't know, like, he's not supposed to do that's, stuff like that. If it was a full-grown adult, I'd be like, oh, what an idiot. But it's a little kid, whatever. It made me laugh. No, exactly. You know that, that's what you want your captain to do to be able to rescue lost <laughs> children and return them to their uh, their parents. So uh, yeah, no, it well, was um, it was brilliant. It's good that the the, the next home game is only next week as well. I've got a taste for it. Yeah, yeah same. I can't wait to go back. And uh, I, I think well, I'm not going to um, count my chickens just yet. But I think it'll be. I think we'll win next week as well. I think the, the crowd plays a massive part, and Brentford will be probably maybe trickier than Newcastle were today. But I drew nil nil with Crystal Palace today, like. Is that, is that too much to be concerned about? The the big big Villa Park home crowd, momentum's with us, we've won. 
go there, beat Brentford into the international break and everything looks uh, quite rosy, doesn't it? Six points from nine. So, yeah, let's get us back there. Um, yeah, happy days. Do you want to go off What's, to your party um, now? Saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to go down and uh, eat some of the food. I, I don't think there's a stripper. Uh, oh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Um, <laughs> do, I was just going to ask, and this is probably something for off air, but what's the plan with, with Barrow? What are we doing? Are we going to do a, a Wednesday morning follow-up on that? Or? Uh, probably, yeah. It's on telly, isn't it? Strangely. I mean, it's good to be able to watch Villa, but why Villa Barrow has been selected for TV, I don't know. Unless they're expecting an upset. Yeah, well, we'll watch it Tuesday night. Ash will probably be Ash is there, isn't he? So we'll get Ash to, to post Ash a video or something. I'm not sure he's going, but we have got. Okay, this there. is an off-air conversation. No one cares about this. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for tuning into the Current Podcast live on Saturday evening. Thank you, Matt, for your time and taking half an hour out of your day to uh, you know you're at a party, personal time, go off and enjoy yourself. Thanks to the fans for for watching. We do appreciate it. Uh, as we said, Ashley Priest and James Rushton will be back on Monday, probably probably lunchtime by the time that comes out and now look at the game in, in actual detail without all the silly nonsense of this episode. Um, thanks, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Matt, for your time, and we'll see you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. <laughs> <laughs>